With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to the Churros y Tácticas podcast on May the 1st. Yes, indeed, it's Monday, May 1st. Happy May 1st for everyone that's celebrating uh, Labor Day. I just found out that I think that is exclusively to European countries. So if you're listening from within the European territory, happy Labor Day. Hope you're enjoying your long weekend. And uh, we are here, Kian and I, to discuss the latest in La Liga Santander. Two wins for the top two teams in the Spanish top flight, which uh, in and of itself is not much of a surprise. And it kind of waters down, I guess, as well. What could have been maybe an electric uh, or somewhat electric podcast had one of the two teams dropped points. But uh, the gap remains at 11 as we count down the match days. Match day 33 is already around the corner as well. So I don't know if this is going to be much of a review or a preview edition as we can also start looking ahead at the next match day, which already kicks off tomorrow. Um and we have, of course, a bunch of other topics to discuss. So with me, as always, is Kian Sobani. Kian, what's going on around your neck of the woods, my friend? Uh, cold. You guys don't... So no Labor Day in, in, in North America? We have it in September. I mm. think it's September. Okay. Because you were like, oh, the kids are home May 1st. Like today I learned that May 1st apparently is a big deal in Europe. I didn't know that. Um, so this is a holiday for you, apparently. So I'm sorry to drag you into the podcast, man. Apologies that you're here, but unless you really enjoy it in that case, then, uh, it's fine. Enjoy the pod. Yeah. Of course I enjoy the pod. There you go. This is beautiful. You love what you do. Um, look, this, mm, sorry, this is that this time of year should be, it should be an exciting podcast. Yeah. This should be Diego just dropped his sign. This should be like Real Madrid beating Almeria and then Barcelona beating Betis at this point of the season should be 
oh, who's going to who's gonna win the title race neck and neck? No, it just means nothing. It's frustrating. Frustrating for me. Frustrating. Yeah, well, but that's, that's our fault for f- honing in on and focusing somewhat solely on our own two teams and living, you know, in, somewhat in our own echo chamber and our bubble because, you know, the bottom half of the standings is very exciting. Um, I was in particular happy to see Cadiz beat Valencia, not because Valencia, of course, are still in with a chance of being relegated, but more because I have a, a, a good personal friend who works within Cadiz and that win was mammoth. It was a massive win and I, I didn't see the match, but I saw the highlights and the, the, the celebrations afterwards. I don't know if you got to see that, Kian. I mean, thousands. I mean, maybe it looked like thousands, maybe it was hundreds, but uh, lots of Cadiz fans, you know, heading over to the, uh, the main square where they celebrate titles and they celebrated this win almost as a title, even though mathematically they are not out of the woods yet. I mean, they are looking at the standings four points above Espanol and, Ca- and Getafe rather, uh, with, you know, still, what is it? Six match days to, to go. No. Yeah. Six, right? I think it's yeah. six. Yeah, f- fourteen to nineteen is fascinating. Really, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. really special. Um, like those those games are really exciting, and that's great because you don't always get that. You don't always get meaningful games late into the season. Like there have been se- there have been seasons where the top the 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 top four and then the bottom three are straightforward, and there have always there's even been seasons that everything in between is locked in too. Like mid table is mid table. There's like player. There are teams that. Neither can qualify for Europe nor get relegated. And so it's nice to have uh, seasons like this when it's so close. Yeah. And to see that uh, is, is nice. But, you know, we don't do that here. We don't, we don't really know what's happening under, under second place. But it should be noted, too, way above the relegation zone. I think one of the most important stories that only gets talked about by certain niche kind of pockets of social media is that Antoine Griezmann is back. Um, like Griezmann, Griezmann is back. He's back to being Griezmann. Like that's a, that's a huge, a huge story point in my opinion. And uh, it's good to see because I think La Liga could use these superstars in different teams that are not Real Madrid and Barcelona. So I, mm. I think that's a, that's a, it's like a pretty big storyline is, is just how good Griezmann's been. So I, I saw the results and I saw the headlines and the way the press was talking about the win over Valladolid was, you know, a, a magnificent, a fantastic, uh, all the adjectives they used were, really flattering towards this win over what I deem, you know, uh, a lackluster, I mean, yeah, lackluster. I mean, a 5-2 win over Valladolid shouldn't necessarily raise eyebrows with a team with so much quality like Atletico de Madrid. So I was a little bit surprised to see the headlines talk so glamorously uh, and so generously over this win. Now hearing you throw Griezmann in the mix and talking about his return, to his old self and his excellent self, I guess that is starting to make sense now. Um, you know, what, era para tanto? Like, was it for that much? Like, was it, was it that 
amazing this 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 performance from uh, Aleti over Valladolid? Well, first of all, like there's two separate things here. One is the win over Valladolid, which was fine, and their attack was clicking, uh, and Griezmann was fantastic in that game. Uh, but then there's also the other side of this is that it's not really about this game. It's about mm. Griezmann this season has been really great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the leading assist, assist guy in the league. No one has more assists than him. Um, his expected goals and assists are also number one in the league. He, I mean, I have to, I have to kind of look at it to see how it compares to other seasons in his career. But I just think it's a it's a great storyline to see because to me it's not just that he's playing well and it's like oh a, a former star is is contributing again no like I think this is like arguably his best season um it's like it's wow. obvious like I'm if it's not like as prolific as some of like the 2014 kind of Griezmann the amount of goals he scored. But from 2014 production- Griezmann, sorry, just quickly for context, was the year when he said he could sit at a table with uh, Cristiano and Messi, correct? Uh, I don't remember him saying that or not. I, yeah, I'm sure that's... Well, that, a- no, that, that's quoted. I was just okay. checking if, if Well, there was, the was a time where Griezmann definitely was con- like arguably a top five player, at mm. least like from a Ballon d'Or standpoint in terms of the season he had. But I'm just looking at it now to see how crazy I am. Uh. This is his best uh, season in terms of goals and assists per 90. The second best of his career uh, after the 2017-2018 season. So from a pure efficiency game-to-game standpoint, this is his is actually one of his top two seasons. Uh, so I... Like, I was just trying to think, like, is it because it's skewed because he's been bad the last few years that maybe, like, you know, maybe my standards of Griezmann are lower? Like, he's just been actually fantastic. Mm. He's definitely the best playmaker in La Liga right now. Um, and uh, I actually, my hypothesis on this would be that if you put him in a team that actually has even better finishers, maybe he, his numbers would be even higher than they are. He's been really good with the ball at his feet. He's actually been a solid dribbler, which is not really part of his game overall. Like he's not like a line breaking dribbler, but he's been he's been pretty good in that sense. He's also worked really hard defensively as he always does. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Griezmann because I don't think he's gotten a segment on this podcast in in quite a bit. So shout out to Griezmann who's having a phenomenal season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it early in the season, in the beginning of the season, we talked a little bit about uh, Griezmann, but certainly not at length, uh, and probably not doing justice to, uh, as you say, having a stellar season, if not arguably, arguably one of his best. Um, do you th- see them with the matches that are still left to play, playing catch up or possibly leapfrogging Hamaji? Probably. I, really? It's at, it's, I mean, it's at least on the table. They're only two games back. Yeah. So why not? But probably they will take over is what you're saying. I don't know if probably is the right word. Uh, it's probably less than 50% chance, but it's but it's a decent chance. Well, th- and think about why, why that could be also is because Real yeah. Madrid... Yeah. 
will focus on City. Copa and, and Champions, yeah. Yeah, and then if they can beat City, then they'll focus on the final. Mm-hmm. Um, last season when there was nothing to play for and, you know, it was an inverse problem. They they won the league early. They uh, they started to play a lot of Jesus Vallejo, a lot of Andre Lunin, these players. Um, So for that reason also, maybe they lose some points here and there. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the other part of the argument is this: their opponents likely will have stuff to play for. Will be fighting for their lives. Well, there you go. Uh, so, taking advantage uh, of that, what you were just saying, I wanted to introduce the uh, remaining fixtures okay. into the mix because tomorrow you guys will play a very tough away game against Real uh, Sociedad, who. I guess you could argue are securing Champions League spots, right? Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the standings here, but they have Villarreal somewhat stepping on their heels. Five uh, points back. Five points back, okay. Yeah. Um, then Atletico face a Cadiz that are obviously also still uh, fighting for survival and will want to stay as far away from the relegation spots as possible. So tough home game for Atletico de Madrid, a Cadiz side who we know and have seen multiple times now punch above their weight when it comes to La Liga Giants, making life very difficult for uh, the big teams in the league. Match day 34 sees uh, Real Madrid play Getafe. Tough for Real Madrid as well in Getafe that's in turmoil. Getafe, if I'm not mistaken, have just confirmed that Bordalas will uh, be back as of next season. Um, and Atletico de Madrid play away against Elche. And Elche that, of course, are now as good as uh, relegated. They're donezos. Uh, Valencia-Real Madrid away, match day 35. Atletico at home against Osasuna. Difficult. Match day 36 sees uh, Atletico play against Espanyol away and Real Madrid face Rayo Vallecano. There we go. Uh, tough one for Madrid. Always. Always. 37. Atletico Real Sociedad. Uh, Real Madrid Sevilla. Sevilla uh, at home, mean, meaning Real Madrid play away. And the last match day sees Atletico de Madrid play away against Villarreal, who could potentially still be in a running for a Champions League spot, whereas Real Madrid play at home against Atletico Club, an Atletico Club that could potentially also still play and fight for European spots. They are now currently three points away from uh, Real Betis in, for a spot which I believe would uh, be the Conference League. So... Things are still things. We could see some movement there if uh, if the teams are not one hundred percent sharp and and um, and picking up the the points in threes. Interesting match that they still left to play for sure. Yeah. So in the Lorin household, if you had to, obviously apart from Barca, hmm. what is like one team you you'd kind of like circle and be like, I'm going to put the game on these guys are playing it's going to be on in the background i want to see i want to see it out i want to see what their fate is is there one that you're most interested in or no 
or you just kind of hate everybody equally? No, obviously I hate Real Madrid the, the most uh, by far. In fact, it was the only team that I really loathe and despise. Having said that, it's also the team that after Barca I want to see the most. Um, purely from, you know, kind of the, 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 the angle, the perspective from know thy enemy, right? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So always on the lookout for, for Real Madrid, but in terms of, of spectacle, in terms of, you know, entertainment, I mean, Betty, Sevilla, Real, um, I think Osasuna games have been very, uh, thrilling, very exciting. And, but even, you know, Cadiz games, uh, or a Girona that I think has done exceptionally well under Michel, now sitting in 10th. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of teams, and and of course, I mean, pro, uh, let me take everything back. Real Sociedad. I mean, truly, with Imanol Aguacil, Real Sociedad has been a team, in particular, in the first half of the season. I have to say, um, or maybe that's when I had more of a focus on on Real Sociedad. Uh, were absolutely fantastic and playing phenomenal football for that matter as well. So, to answer your question, Real Madrid. Real Sociedad, and then of course the Villarreal's, the Betis's, etc., and and then just teams that play with energy, like I said, a Girona, a Cadiz, where the whole you know the crowd get into it. Um, yeah, th- those are games I, I I truly enjoy watching. Having said that, I, yesterday I truly enjoyed watching Liverpool Tottenham. I don't know if you saw that, but that was fucking. I, I mean, I saw highlights. That was crazy. That was, that was insane. crazy. That yeah, was crazy. And um, I, I don't get to watch a lot of Premier League, but luckily I did see that. And and when I thought, as you say, at some, at some point it was on the background with 15 minutes left. It was 3-1. And all of a sudden, uh, it was in true Premier League style. They just cranked it up a notch and, and just madness happened. Wildly entertaining and also yeah. just such a classic Tottenham way to lose. It's, you know, I have a, I have a friend who supports Tottenham. I mean, I have many friends who support Tottenham actually, but I actually spoke to one of them and, uh, he just, he just said that after Richarlison scored, it just still felt like mm. couldn't celebrate because he just felt like something <laughs> would happen and it, and it did. Um, yeah, Real Sociedad is a great shout because they are fun. They have a lot of fun pieces too. I, I the Real Sociedad, I almost have kind of a soft spot for them hmm. because they are a team that plays good football. They have a nice history. They have a really likable coach right now. They also have a lot of likable players, whether it's David Silva, Kubo, yeah. um, or who obviously had struggled to remain fit for like half the season. I I love watching midfielders. Phenomenal. They, they should phenomenal. see out fourth place. They probably will. Um bar a bar a huge collapse. But I think they'll they'll see it out. I do feel like with regards to the top six, I feel like that's kind of what we'll get. It's gonna be hard for Athletic to crack through, although maybe not. I mean, they're only three points back. They have a game in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Betis's form of late have not been good. They gotta they gotta kinda solidify themselves but yeah it's a it's a fun like again look under underneath number three i would say because barca won the title real madrid Atletico doesn't really matter second third who comes what four to 
four and down, four to nineteen is pretty interesting. So, what do you at this point in time? How do you see the relegation zone? What do you think will be the bottom three come uh, match day thirty-eight? I feel like Hatafe are just so bad. Hmm. I don't think that they can get out, even though they're only two points back. Uh, I don't trust them. Out of all the teams that I trust and don't trust, I trust them the least. They're on a terrible form, too. And yeah. um, Did you hear about the... I didn't make that up. Did, they, did I? That Bordalas has, has officially been... Uh, no, it's real. It's real. It's real, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I, I kind of... I just, for whatever reason, can't picture Valencia and Segunda. I know. So I just I feel like they'll avoid it. I think. How Almeria, would you feel about that? Uh, if it does happen, a lot of Real Madrid fans absolutely hate Barca. I can understand why they do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Stating the obvious, there's no point in doing that, Kia. Yeah. Uh, I what I meant to say, obviously, what I said is true. But what I meant to say is that they hate Valencia. And I can see, I can see why. Um, yeah, same with Barca fans. Why? Oh my God! You have there's so much hate. There, there is more hatred between Valencia and Barca no, than Valencia. No, absolutely. No. And listen, they give you guys players listen for to free, me. and no, they, no, no. And they, they don't trust sell me. To us. Trust me. This, this comes down to cultural. Ask your, no, ask your Spanish correspondents. This is I cultural disagree. reasons. I, I, I trust disagree me. because factually, it's but you don't know. Eh? I don't need to know. I see it. They give you no, players no. for free. They never oh, well, sell us I, I'm anyone, talking, and if they do, they put a price tag of three billion. Are you kidding? For free? We we if anything, if there's one club that has sustained Valencia, it is Barca with the amount of money that we have thrown tossed their way for their players. Trust me, culturally, there's a lot of hatred towards the Valencian community and the Catalan community for uh, social political reasons. You know, obviously they speak Valenciano, which is Catalan, and that's just the the the, the tipping point. I mean, it's, it's Diego. What? This is insane to me. Uh, you can talk about all of this cultural, political. What I, I don't it, care. It's Go, true. It is true. I, I I just wanted to to tell you of all the players I've gifted you, and all I did was Google Valencia Barcelona transfers. The very first link yeah. is Barcelona dot com has a page dedicated to players Valencia have sold to us. <laughs> it's Barcelona dot com. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. I've never heard of that. Let me check. Because that out. you guys anyway, love what? each other. It's a marriage. No, 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 no. It's an alliance it against not. your hated rival Real Madrid. It is not. Um they don't have the price tags on them. I'm gonna have to find another link. But look, yeah, they just they this is anyways, Real Madrid fans absolutely hate Valencia. I understand why. Um same with Barca. Okay. <laughs> I I don't quite um necessarily hate them. I I actually I feel I I'd be curious to who who do we know that's a Valencia fan? Do we know anyone? We should get them on the podcast. There you go. We should we should get him on the podcast at some point to talk about all the problems and stuff because there are many, yeah, many many problems in Valencia because of Peter Lim. But I stand with my initial assessment when I said Marcelino and Matteo Elman out was the demise of the. I want to say, yeah, well, yeah, the great Valencia or the the, the last great Valencia, let's say. Mm. Um, 
I wonder if how their fans feel about this. Is it actually better for them long term to be relegated? No. No. How would you want to argue that? I mean, they they are you no. Know, you the only way you, you can't argue it actually, but the only way you could argue it is it it reach it gets to such a bad point that somehow either Lim does something or he resigns or sells. Yeah. Because if they stay in La Liga, Lim's like, oh, everything's okay. But again, the problem is I just don't think Lim cares at all if they get relegated. It just feels like he doesn't care if they get relegated. Mm, mm, he mm. does not care about their football success. It's a really scary situation to be in, to be but honest. Even from, a, from an investment point of view, I mean, surely he... You know the numbers cannot be adding up in his books, and I don't you would want to uh, secure. I'm not an expert, and you know me, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I actually call conspiracy on this one. Oh, and Maybe that he is wants to show losses. Mm-hmm. I don't know some accounting tricks. Tax deductible. Tax deductible. I'm not an expert, nor am I a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to bring in conspiracy theorists and expert for that segment, but it really seems like he doesn't give a fuck. It does. Yeah. It does. And when his spokesperson, that that poor lady, I guess, think she's been given the title of CEO, CEO or something, whenever she comes out to face the press, it's mm. it's just cringe. It's like <laughs> you got to feel for uh you got to feel for her. She's in a tough spot, but uh yeah, it does feel that there is no heart whatsoever uh with that current board. And uh, their management of Valencia, and uh, I echo your sentiment. I've always been vocal, or at least you know, honest in my opinion, that I always enjoy seeing the La Liga big big teams be in in their in their prime or in their best shape, in their you know, in, in, in the best as they can possibly be, be anyway. And obviously, teams the likes of Valencia, and we can put. You know, uh, uh, let's say a Deportivo in that mix or a, a Racing Santander. Both of those, te- those, those two teams, who have, of course, their demise of, of the Spanish top flight is, uh, has been brutal and, and, and saddening, if anything. But there are so many teams that uh, historically have been so big and great in, uh, in La Liga. And to, if, if Valencia would join the likes of a Deport or a Racing, that would be. Pff, in my view, in my eyes, unthinkable and and highly undesirable for anybody that loves seeing Spanish football, uh, because Valencia, like it or not, hate them or love them or hate them, are a historically great side that have produced just phenomenal talents. I mean, you know, from I, I can't really put David Villa in, in in the mix because. He came from Gijón, but, you know, Gaizka Mendieta, man, one of the best fo- Spanish football players of all time, um, you know, came from uh, Valencia, born and raised in, 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 in around that region anyway, and, and signed on to the club from a very young age. And like him, so many others um, from, from you know, Silva to, to who else can we name? Uh, Fer- there's millions, man. Torres, I mean, these guys actually were uh, used to be so good. Like it, you know. Just that, but. Mm, sorry, go ahead. Just to like, I'm going to like ignore the the fact about hatred and Valencia and all this stuff because growing up, I didn't know about this hate, and like, so I didn't know. Um, I didn't know necessarily that the clubs were on good terms on certain things, and the fans hated each other. 
I just grew up like just watching them on TV and I was enamored by them. Like I actually supported them in those back-to-back Champions League finals that they reached. You supported um, them. Well, I was like I was 12 12 11 like years old. So I like I So like, wait wait yeah. wait wait wait. This is on record now. Kian Sobani, the most popular and head of the biggest Madridista fan website in the world was actually supporting Valencia in the final 2000 was it 2000 2001 the the Valencia Madrid final it was back to back right so was it yeah so Bayern and, and or Madrid and then Bayern well obviously me. not the Real Madrid one but the Bayern one so well, all I'm saying is um yeah, so, so I thought you back. were saying you were supporting Mad- uh, Valencia in that final against Madrid when you said you no, were No, what I'm saying is that okay. I always supported Spanish teams in Europe and Valencia right, right. were part of that. So, like, I was okay, rooting I for you. Super Depor against Milan in that comeback, obviously. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, Villarreal to beat Arsenal in that semifinal, Valencia to beat Bayern Munich. You know, I was, I didn't look at, like, oh, I got to hate Valencia. I was supporting them. I got you. Yeah. Um, and, like, and it would, they had a lot of cool players growing up, like, whether it was Man- yeah. Mendieta. Pablo Aymar, David Silva, Piojo Lopez, who was a personal favorite because he always scored against Barca. If you remember, that was like his Mm. shtick, right? That was his thing. Um, Great goals as well. Yeah. Um, You know, even players like John Carew, who who were Hmm. like good strikers for them. Um, Decent, yeah. Vicente was one of my favorite players growing up. Incredible left winger who just got destroyed with injuries. There were so many, yeah. like, and throughout the years, and as you got older, it's Silva, Villa, that, and there's a whole era, another era that starts. So from just like a pure La Liga, the sake of La Liga, they were, they were important. Um, they had stars. They were even now, like, I, mean, I mentioned Ferran Torres, and it's not like with any irony or sarcasm, and even like uh, Carlos Suler, who's, you know, just vanished in the PSG dressing room. And hopefully, you know, both those players who were very talented, very, you know, I mean, they had a lot of market uh, in their time when they renewed their contracts, extended their contracts with with Valencia and eventually were shipped off and have now, yeah, kind of fizzled out. But but they were, these are very talented and very good football players. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. So I'm going to go back to um, the... To the bottom three. No. To oh. who hates who more. Barcelona, oh, okay. Real Madrid, and the fact that you guys are buddies with Valencia and we're not. Absolutely not. You know nothing. You know nothing. Here are some, you know here, nothing. Here are the... the if the you tri- say that... No, don't. You're, you'll make a fool out of yourself because you should know about the cultural importance. And, dude, there's, like, fights all the time that break out between the ultras 
whenever, like, even if we're not playing Valencia, like in the Copa del Rey finals, when we go there, there were like two finals played over the past few years. The last two ones that we played in, in Valencia, there's yeah. like fights that break out with Valencia fans. So even if they have nothing at stake, they just come there and, and try to fuck up Kules. That's, that's their shtick, man. There's, it's, it's, it's hatred. It's excellent PR. Here's the facts. Here are the, here, here are the transfers. Here are the players that Valencia have given you guys and, or you've given them. They've given Don't you Neto. Give, we... that, that... give me a break. I'm not done. Give me a fucking... Yo, that, that Silicon Neto swap was one of the biggest eyebrow raisers in the history of the game. I mean, that was... You like, let me sort out your accounting. You it was sort a out. gift for Sil- It was a gift. Silicon is miles better than Neto. Here, but here's more. Okay, well... Uh, Paco Alcácer. Andre Gomes. You just gifted them $37 million for this player. Okay, so we have been generous towards them. They have been... Oh, it goes like, both ways. They have it's been, they gifts, have been gifts. squeezed. It was just, it's just a gift potluck, gifting each other things, taking turns. Um, Jordi Alba, wow. they gifted like, you for $14 the, the, million. the guy wanted to come back to his They gave you David Villa time. via for free, basically $40 million. Uh, <laughs> it's one of these podcasts, is it? Uh they, Who else? You gave you gave them Zubi Zareta for two million. Zubi, well, we gave. Okay, you want to go there? But then there's Clivert. There was a Romario. Oh my uh, God, you're right. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> you want to you want to see the list of Real Madrid Valencia transfers? Go on. 1998, Ivan Campo. We bought him from Valencia. Okay, well, Mister Bucktooth uh, turned out all right for you guys. He was okay. Uh. Shout out to Ivan Campo, by the way. I, I know somebody that is very, very close with Ivan Campo, and, and he swears he's the nicest guy. So uh, I like Ivan Campo a lot. Um, not necessarily because he was the greatest defender, but he's just kind of like this guy who seemed like just a likable, you know, character. I guess yeah. he was just too easy to pick on. He was very easy to pick on. Feel bad for him. It's because of the hair. He made mistakes <laughs> at the back. He had his moments. He had some nice tackles here and there. Right. Um. Decent role player, but yeah, there's a there's a few others, but it's nothing on the this just basically well, no, this go on. Like Barcelona Valencia love fest. Well, keep going. There was like there was Can- Canizares in the nineties. Oh, Al- like Al- one Al- of the great the greatest goalkeeper in their history for crying out loud. Only because we had Casillas. Um, yeah. And then there's like Albiol, and then like the list basically ends there. Well, Albiol, okay. So the, there is scientifically proven. So to get back to the origin of this question, do you see them get relegated? Uh, no, because I just can't picture them being the segunda. So I'm going to say no. I, They're playing Villa Real next tomorrow. <laughs> that's a that's a hot derby. That one. Uh, that's at home. Celta away. Valencia uh, at home. Mallorca away. Espanol at home. Ugh, that's not tough. easy. It's not easy. They could they could disappear. They could. That is crazy. 
If it does happen, I mean, you know, look at Espanol, even though they they could once again be relegated. They were relegated and bounced right back. Like they, and they might just bounce down again, obviously. But I'm saying like if Valencia do get relegated, they, they, I don't know. I don't know if their recovery will be as swift as an Espanol. Again, even though Espanol are in the danger zone once again. When Atletico got relegated, that was that was the first time that I can remember where my I had this kind of like moment. Like I was like, holy shit, Atletico was getting fucking relegated. I remember the whole marketing campaign uh, at the time as well. It was like it was like un año en el infierno. It was like one year in hell. I don't, I don't remember how long they stayed in Segunda for. If it was just one season or, 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 or a bit longer than that. But that, I remember that moment when it became reality. I, I, I couldn't fathom. I was like, how is it possible that a club like Atletico is, is getting relegated to Segunda? That's nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're probably like the, the biggest team that got relegated in recent memory. Like, I, I know we can throw Depor in the mix, but. I, what I what I mean is essentially that they actually had a good team, not a good team, but like they had actually had like quote unquote big players in that team. Like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't it absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, I have like to look Hasselbank. at Hasselbank. Wasn't Hasselbank in that squad? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, he was, and I believe he scored thirty five goals in the league that year. <laughs> So, is that when he went to Chelsea after that? Then must have. It that was it was just crazy. That moment was nuts. Yeah, and then after that he went to Chelsea. Yeah, the year after, he scored he scored twenty four goals in it for in thirty four games for Atletico that year. Uh, I think that's La Liga specifically. I think maybe more overall. But yeah, so like it's not like. He had it like you when you got like Hasselbank who's like fighting for Pichichi. It's weird to go down in that year. Uh, I did. Can I? I wanted to ask you a couple of Barca things really quick. Yeah. Uh, here's the question: Can you guys win your game tomorrow so that we why just keep winning? Because like if Madrid lose, then we. We also just drop points and then we keep like postponing. But don't Liga you want title. Real Sociedad to stay in the Champions League? True. Absolutely, I do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. Um, do you... reports? Yeah, it's reports in sports, so who cares? But that Jorge Mendez says he's going to bring a seventy million. Offer for Fatih. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call BS on that, but okay. I guess it's, I'm asking you a different question. Hmm. Would you rather bring back Messi and lose Ansu Fati forever, or would you rather have Ansu Fati forever and not bring Messi back? Man. That's a tough one, then, huh? It's tough because it's it's. Despite me being an open and probably a fanatic and an irrational supporter of Ansu Fati at this point, 
and looking at the economic state of the club, of which the ramifications <laughs> become ever so real, uh, the dire situation of it, that, that is. The, um, you know, the, 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 the logic... would like the logical explanation or answer would be to say get messi back for the reasons that we talked about on the last podcast on friday not so much for messi the football player but messi the name messi that comes with a gang of sponsors that comes with you know ticket sales and all, football i mean all the, the messi I'm, fans I'm, on twitter give you hits clicks yeah everything right i mean and and, and messi the football player is it it's it's uh, we're not talking about you know a, a washed up done player uh, by any means, but and and on top of that, so you said you're calling bullshit on on the seventy mil on Friday. I think I tossed, or maybe it was a previous podcast. Ansu between um, I think I said sixty million, uh, if I remember correct. I don't think seventy million is a stretch by any means. And the reason being is because Premier League have got, you know, uh, an absurd amount of money to spend. And we have seen them spend absurd amounts of money, irrational amounts of money uh, on, you know, a, a Nunez Darwin, on, 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 I mean, so many football players from foreign leagues or, or within the Premier League in and of itself, where you go, you know, how can they have spent over 100 million for this player? So I think 70 mil for Ansu is, is perfectly reasonable and um, within the range, let's say, of what Premier League clubs are currently spending. And again, that's 70 million in the bank for a Barca that, of course, are still in the midst of trying to lower their salary cap of, uh, I think the figure is around 200 million mark. So 70 million would be a massive uh, alleviation of that and also allow... At the same time, La Liga to approve the return of Messi. And if we have to believe reports, uh, at the moment, the first proposal that Barca have put forward has been rejected by La Liga. So there's no... Of course it uh, has. Kebas is standing there. <laughs> the guardian of... Yeah. You shall I, I, not. I feel like if, if you sign... You sign Messi, Tebas will be like at the Camp No gates with like a with like a sword, not letting Messi in. You shall not pass. You cannot improve our league. Yeah. So, so I think the logical answer is yes. You 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 want to go for that. I think it's a scenario that I would tip right now in favor of that scenario happening. Me personally. I don't know if I actually want that to happen. I, I still want to believe that Ansu is the future number 10 of Football Club Barcelona and that bringing back a Messi would give Xavi all kinds of headaches um, from a sporting perspective. I, I, I don't know if that is going to mesh well and if that last dance story that, that Barca want to want to create and Barca and Messi, because we all know that Messi wants this, this move to happen as well. I don't know if that is going to have a fairy tale ending uh, that many of us would, would still like and enjoy. Don't get me wrong. Obviously I never wanted Messi's career to end at Barca the way it did. Um, I just don't know if, yeah, th- th- my heart says don't do it. My heart says don't do it. My brain says maybe some, something else. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I just regards the Ansu Fati thing. 
Hmm. And like, like I've said this before, also, it 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 will come off as as a as a maridista who's you know panicking for sure. But I I think Barca bringing Messi back is a bit of an emotional decision. I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily, but I do think it's not it's not purely sporting. Obviously, yeah, you get that perspective, you get that side, yeah. right? From yeah. Uh, the Ansu Fati thing, okay, like I hear you that maybe a team will offer 60 million the Premier League because they have so much money. I just also look at it if I'm another team and I have money to spend, I just don't think it's a good decision to do that, to spend that much money on a player who whose health is, is unknown. Mm. Yeah, it's a huge risk, and I just don't think it's a good decision. So I guess maybe there's two different things here. One is that okay, a team is willing to, again, which is crazy to me. I, I if I would I would sign on Sufati for my team, depending on the context, but I would probably spend thirty to thirty five million max on that. I just don't think it's a good idea. It's a huge risk huge risk for a team maybe maybe a solution is he gets loaned if Messi comes back is what like do you think it's for a year or two years like how what's the timeline could you they say it's a year maybe you bring maybe you could loan Fatty out for a year see how he does Mm -hmm. see how his health is maybe that's a win-win situation for everybody that way if you if he if he bounces back and he's back to his best you still have him uh, but then it turns out well if he if he turns out to be a disaster then you have to keep him but at least I don't know I think it's a likely scenario that we could see this happen that uh, Mateo Aleman after the Betis game came on I, I think I don't know if it was Barca TV or, or Movistar but anyway he was asked in the in the press zone, uh, several questions, and he said that it's going to be a, an electric or a fascinating summer transfer window. And, um, you know, the reports have come out that the sporting uh, uh, directors, Mateo and, and, and Jordi Kreif, you know, are basically admitting that, yes, we are going to have to sell some some big-name players. And uh, whether that is an Ansu or whether that's another player that has a, a, a significant market value remains to be seen. But, you know, it, it's not a far-fetched, let's say, idea to see the departure of, let's say, somebody like uh, an Ansu Fati, who, yes, is a fan's, fa- uh, you know, a fan favorite, but that um, you know, certainly you know has had an underwhelming season. I mean that that that's not an understatement. Oh, excuse me, that's not an, an exaggeration, but uh, by any means, and you know we were all expecting this to be uh, a season where Ansu Fati would state his claim and become a a first team regular. By first team regular, I mean in in the starting eleven regular. That hasn't happened, and the reason being is, you know, it, it's kind of it's best known to Chavi himself. The the reason for that, and and you mentioned his health being unknown, and that is, you know, again, sort of the whispers around uh, 
the halls of 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 FC Barcelona is that yeah his health is not fully there it's uh so it's it's a bit of an incognito and in that he he kind of you know the shoulda coulda woulda scenario right he should have gotten surgery on his knee he opted out on that and um it's it's like uh the 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 ramifications of that are starting to become apparent in his uh production on the field and that's why he's sort of fallen out of favor for uh, for Chavi and out of the rotation of of getting more minutes. So the, obviously, on his side, in 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 his uh, for his benefit, is that he's still very young. We're talking about Ansu Fati, uh, a twenty year old player, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken, if I think he's no longer a teenager. Let me just double check because he might be nineteen. But uh, certainly, no, 20 years of age. So an, an incredibly young player uh, that still has his entire season, uh, career rather, ahead of him. And that, uh, of course, for any other team, makes him an interesting prospect as well to sort of you know get their medics on him. Um, we know of the sheer raw talent that he possesses and just how good decisive and explosive he can be he gave us you know the signs of it from so early on from the age of 16 when he made his debut with with uh, the Barca first team and uh you know it, you say it's a gamble i agree but going back to the point i made earlier i think premier league teams have made far bigger gambles on lesser known names or potentials for that matter uh, so, you know, whether it's 60, whether it's 70 million, I, I, I could see that happen. I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to see that take place this summer. I still can't, to be honest with you. I mean, like I, I think it, I think it would be crazy news. Having said that, like how much it is. So you would, for? you would do it, right? I mean, you would you like that, that for you is a no brainer then. If you're Barca. Yeah. Yeah. You take that money and run. Hmm. Um, I, I, if that happens, we, I think it's going to be like a quote unquote smaller team. Like maybe, maybe Wolves. Like a, you don't see a Newcastle doing that then? New money team. Yeah, maybe Newcastle. I suppose I, whether right or wrong, I qual, I put them as a quote unquote smaller team. It's not going to be like a United City, Liverpool, mm-hmm. Chelsea. But maybe I was thinking about Wolves too because Mendes has connections there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. People. Absolutely. Um, again, just to clarify, like this has nothing to do with his talent. Like I, him having a poor season is totally fine and acceptable as a young player. It's not that that I worry about. Like it's it's more the injuries, and this goes mm-hmm. back to not even this year. Three years ago, he had that meniscal laceration, and he was out nearly an entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is dated and worrisome for a future projection health. That's it. For sure. That's it. So, yeah, that's my concern. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, where do you want to go from here? Going to leave it in your hands. You got kids. It's a holiday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just uh, ask: Are you excited for the Copa final? It's um, uh, it's only a few. What is it now? A week away. It's the upcoming. The, this upcoming less weekend. Less than a week. Less than a week. Right. Was it Saturday? Right. Yep. You excited? Are you guys uh, potting about it, or is it still all about Haaland or Mbappe and the upcoming City clash? Uh, listen, uh, to be quite honest with you, if I'm going to answer transparently, I'm more thinking about City. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Copa final, as you put it, I think you, you put it in the, when, when I ask you about the Europa League and the New York side, you're like, it's, it feels like a lose-lose. If you lose, it's a really bad look. You can't lose Osasuna. Mm-hmm. And if you win, it's like immediately the news is about something else, which is, okay, cool. You got the Copa trophy against Osasuna. Still, the season's still a failure if you don't beat City because you've already failed in the league. So I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of pressure um, on Real Madrid to win that City game. And if you lose Osasuna, it's a really bad look. You can't lose that game. No one's going to feel sorry for you. No one's going to make excuses for you. You lost Osasuna bad. Um, you win, you did your do- job. Hopefully you get some momentum for City. But if you lose City, everything's a disaster. So there's a lot of pressure to win a game against City. It's a hard game. It's a big test. It's the biggest test. And no one's going to feel sorry for you if you lose it. You have to win it. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm nervous for it. So you're so nervous is a is a type of excitement, right? So you you could for say the that city game, for the city game, yeah. or for Osasuna. Mm. Nervous in some capacity, I guess, because well, we have struggled uh, against teams like that, and and they've been fantastic. They've been they've been a good team to watch. Arrasate has been, I would say, punching above his weight, but also um, probably he's going to rest everyone against Barca, isn't he? Like he's just going to roll out the red carpet for you guys. Well, that he should. He'd be stupid not to. He's. I, I don't. I think Chimi Avila is out for the final. Right? He's out injured, so he's he's missing a Chimi. Um, Abde will be, I mean, licking his chops to, to play a good game against uh, Real Madrid. And, uh, you know, they, they've got obviously not so much a stake in, in La Liga at this point anymore. So, uh, Arrasate would be crazy not to rest players for, for their, their biggest game in their history since God knows how long. I mean, when was the last time that they were in a position like this? I think actually, um, it was less, 
I, I was speaking with one of the one of my students about it in in the master course 15 years ago. She, she there was a, I have a student. She said that 15 years ago was the last time that Osasuna was in a Copa final. That completely caught me off guard. It caught you off guard because you're surprised that they made the final 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Like I would have remembered that. I feel. Well, wasn't there a year that they actually qualified for the Champions League? Jesus. Do you remember, remember this? That. I do not. Um, I wonder if it was around the same time because they were obviously decent for... Who did they have at that point? I'm not going crazy, right? What's this going to do? I got to fact check this. Hold, stay on the line with me, Diego. Don't hang up. <laughs> so the Copa final... 2006? 2006 was the Copa final? It's bad, it's bad. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Uh, it was... They entered the qualifying phase of the UEFA Champions League in 2005. Okay, so it was, right. So in 2005, um, they came fourth. Copa del Rey final 2005. Yeah, so same year. So they came fourth right. that year in La Liga. Um, wow. Yeah. So do, the only reason I, I started to think of this was because um, when you said they won the Copa final, it reminded me like, well, that's not that crazy because I think they were good at one point. <laughs> like good mm. enough to qualify for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. What did they have that year, though? I'll tell you right now, Diego. We'll trip oh. down memory lane. Live, oh. unfiltered, churros. <laughs> Savo Milosevic. Wow. Uh, Literally the only player I actually recognize. Raul Garcia. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's the Raul Garcia, yeah. Yeah. Soldado. Up and coming. Jesus. Up and coming, yeah. Well, good for them. Look, I, I, I think to get back to, to the question of excitement or not, on the day you will feel excitement because Copa finals are exciting, uh, very exciting, whether, you know, you, you like it or not, whether you for sure. root for the trophy or, you know, whether you pl- place importance on it or not. Finals are always exciting matches to play. And, and Copa finals are fun because you get both sets of fans filling the stadium and there's just a cool atmosphere. So I think on the day itself, come Saturday, once, uh, you know, about a half hour or so before kickoff, if you're catching the pregame, I think that's when the excitement will start brewing. And, you know, you will want to, of course, win that game and, and, and start feeling uh, the nerves a little bit settle in. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. And I think the the peak of the excitement might be like when we actually, if we win that game, lifting the Copa, doing the celebrations, all of that stuff, I think will be, yeah, you know, you you sometimes that's when it really hits you, like, oh, we won, we won the Copa del Rey, which like never happens in our history. So, <clears throat> not enough, anyway. I should say, not enough. It happens, but not 
enough for the amount of talent this team has historically. For sure. So, yeah, I guess if 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 we win it, and hopefully we do, because I don't really feel like uh, <laughs> dealing I really with the, hope you dealing with the aftermath so of that disaster of losing Osasuna in the Copa final would be Ugh. our job will be really tough. So and I just hope a not. Couple days later, City. I mean, that would be so good. Uh, yeah, yo, real relish. This is Hell Week in some ways. Hell week. We always have one hell week every season, and, and this is kind of hell week for us right now. So this will make and break how you, how happy you'll be, Diego, too, this this upcoming week. It'll dictate your happiness, our happiness. Xavi seems to say, he said today, that it does not devalue their season if Real Madrid win um, the Cups. Did you see that? No. Well, I, mean, you're, I, I, you're, saw, I saw him get asked, like, dumbass question, like, who would you rather have win the Copa del Rey or something along those lines. And he's like, isn't that obvious? Oh, you, so you, so first of all, you, you're leaving Barca TV at the end of June. You've already checked out. You don't even check Javi's press conferences, huh? Dude, I've been trying, I've been celebrating the 70th birthday of my mother-in-law this weekend. It's been, and just traveling or insane early hours. We had like a two hour delay. I, I, I have not but traveling with kids. No, no, I have not been on top. Happy birthday to your mother-in-law, first of all. <laughs> Second you. of all, you missed a very, very contra- a, a quote that really stirred up the Real Madrid fan base. Oh, okay. He says, we congratulate Real Madrid for last year's league title. We professionals know that La Liga is won by the best, the most solvent, the one who has had the most continuity. The KO competitions are more unfair. Yeah, oh. he said this many times. Same old, same old. This is like Ch- Xavi and Pep's favorite go-to quote. And Zizou's as well. Don't forget Zidane. He yeah, I, I just disagree with it. I also don't like the the use of the word unfair in this context. Yeah, unfair. I I know, I know. I don't. I, that is a word that I. I prefer he said the word luck or something than yeah. unfair. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. I agree. Even then, I wouldn't agree, but at least I would be more. I think unfair is a little bit unfair. I hear you. Unfair uh, use of the word unfair. So, so that's that. Um, do you think that if Barcelona won a bunch of Champions League titles and no league titles, would Xavi change his mind and say Champions League is more difficult and more fair? I, Honestly. I, I, I don't think. I mean, Zizou hasn't changed his tune. Uh, last time he was asked, he was very clear. So it seems that you know, coaches or ex-players place the importance or more value or more merit on certain trophies achieved over others. Who am I to disagree with top professional football players slash coaches, you know, I don't, I don't know. Let me ask you this question then. Would I ask, ask me, would I prefer to win more Champions League trophies over league titles? Yes. Um, As, okay. So would you, would you say that, would you agree? I think we, I I would say this too, that the league requires more consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As an NBA fan, what do you think of this analogy? The winning the regular season requires more consistency, but the ultimate prize is the championship. 
Is that fair? Yeah, what was what is the quote? It don't mean a thing without a ring, right? Isn't that what what like yeah. Pippin and Jordan were saying about the Warriors? It's obviously a little bit different because you do get a championship at the end of the league title. Hmm. Um but you know, I'd I'd rather be like the fifth seed who wins the championship than the first seed who the Champions League giving who fails. No, I'm talking about like an NBA. Like oh, if, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like if I'd rather be a fourth or a fifth seed that wins the ring than be like this this really consistent like first seed who who chokes at the end of it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. This is kind of like why I don't rate James Harden that highly. Like I respect I respect the fact that he was a killer in his peak in the regular season, but I just don't respect the fact that he he, melt, he just completely melted in the playoffs. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's one of these, this is one of these debates for the ages and where fans will have their perspective and, and journalists, pundits will have their own. And then you have the pros, the, 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 the people that actually go out on the pitch and play and, and coach that have uh, their view on it. Um, and will probably create a divide or a, uh, a kind of a dis agree to disagree scenario every time it's brought up, you know, uh, I think obviously at this point in time, as, as a Kule, as a Barca fan, seeing Madrid win all these Champions League trophies over the, the, this, this stretch of years is, uh, created urgency amongst our fan base to, to keep up with, uh, with the momentum and, 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 Uh, we not only have we not managed to do so, but we've been actually traumatized season after season. So we've like taken ma mammoth steps backwards from even, you know, from, from not being any more competitive in, in the Champions League, you know, and, and so, you know, it, that we have so much ground to catch up on that for me right now, even though, yes, maybe it's, you can give more merit to the consistency, to the day in, day out grind and the work rate. But uh, the most glamorous trophy at the end of the day, and and the one that certainly I would say captures the most headlines internationally and allows a brand to expand and gain international recognition, is the Champions League, and and that I think is undeniable. Yeah, I agree. So. We can end the podcast with agreement if you want. <laughs> um, we'll be back when? Thursday? Who's going to win the Pichichi? It's tight now. I feel like Benzema's going to win it. Yeah, he could. It's very tight. I don't know what's happening to Lewandowski. He's I stopped know, scoring man. all of a sudden after the World Cup. And Benzema's Fucking scoring. Hit like, the post as well. Benzema has three hat-tricks in the past month. So uh, I just feel like he can somehow snatch it because uh, that's could. something I would absolutely not have even if someone had a gun to my head, everything was on the line. Family safety, family's, family's livelihood, I would have definitely bet that Lewandowski was a Pichichi. Mm -hmm. He still might, but it just definitely feels like there's momentum for Benzema. The momentum, so yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with uh, Benzema. Okay. Are there odds? Who does anyone gamble? I don't gamble, but nor should anyone gamble. But what are the Why odds? Can like, gamble? Can, can okay check? You should put some money on Benzema. 
and then we'll use the earnings to uh gamble responsibly if you're an adult do your with your money what you want but uh i i don't gamble in that on sports betting um if i'm if i were a sports betting gambling man i, I probably agree with you you know i don't know i think the moment i mean levy's momentum is certainly not there and uh seems like he has to put in an immense effort to uh to get goals into the to get the ball into the back of the net of this of late in the second half uh of the season this post world cup phase of uh this season and um as you said momentum is on Benzie's side so yeah if i was a betting man i'd probably put it on uh, Karin. so uh right now oh i don't really i don't i'm i'm not smart enough to do this um they got on, all the on demand. Yeah, I'm trying to like figure out like <laughs> what the odds are. Again, I'm just not well versed enough in this in this universe to find out quickly. I can find like goal scorers in in a matchup, like the most likely player to score, like the first last goal in tomorrow's game, but I don't see the outrights for the season. Anyways. It it just seemed like it would be at least a better bet than than Lewandowski in terms of risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego, let's hey reconvene on Thursday, right? Thursday, yes, sir, uh, it is. Over on patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. And we will have, we can, we can tee up the Copa final. We can talk yep. about some random stuff that we, we think about and take some questions from our patrons. All right. Absolutely. One more thank you as well to the community once more for all the supportive messages and the retweets. I am still getting back to every single one of you. Uh, I think I've gotten down to uh, the most of you, but uh, if you're feeling left out, fear not. I am. Uh, I will get back to you. Thank you again for all your support. And it's been, yeah, it's been heartwarming. It's been very emotional to get your messages and see all the, the support that I've, I've been receiving after the, the news broke about Barca TV seizing operations at Absolutely. the end of the season. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's been nice to see that support for, for Diego. I've, I've, you know, I've seen all the messages through Patreon, but also on, on social media. It's great to see, uh, Diego, we'll chat Thursday, man. Great chatting. Sounds with good. You as always, always buddy. Yo, Peace. you too. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.